Welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast, where we talk to expert entrepreneurs and thought leaders to help guide you in pursuit of financial freedom. Presented by Rory Brazel, the money mentor and expert in the field of life-centered financial planning. Through this podcast series, we wish to inspire people to live their dreams and to look after themselves for a long, successful and happy life. And now, it's over to our host, Rory Brazel. Hello, everybody. You're all very welcome to another episode on the Life Without Limits podcast. This is a big one today. I'm so very excited to introduce you all to my very special guest, George Kinder of the Kinder Institute of Life Planning from Boston in the US. George is the founder of the Kinder Institute of Life Planning and is responsible for bringing life planning to the world since 2003. His numerous books and trainings are all about teaching financial planners and clients on how to live an inspired life and on how we can all contribute globally to a golden civilization in our own societies. I personally have witnessed George's work firsthand through the Kinder Institute and a golden civilization. And I can truly say my experiences to date have been amazing, life-changing, and so rewarding. George, it's great to have you here today. You're so very welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time from your busy schedule to join me. Wonderful, Rory. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure getting to know you as well over these last few months. And my schedule isn't nearly as busy as it, as it, it is when I have to travel across, cross country and cross the, uh, all over the world, really. Uh, yeah. So, because uh, I've been here in one place for the last three or four months uh, because of the coronavirus. So I, uh, I thought maybe I'd share just a little bit about what's happening here just personally for me, and then I'd love to share a little bit about America because I'm sure you're getting one set of news and maybe, Absolutely, we're, George. maybe we're having something else go. And I'm, apologies for the phone going off in the background, nothing I can do about that. That's okay. And listen, it'd be really great to get, a, to get your story around everything around um, this, you know, fairly horrific pandemic that we've been through. And of course, everything that's gone on in the United States. Um, I know many of our listeners will want to uh, hear your story, George. So um, off you go. Well, very good. Well, first of all, I've been very lucky because uh, although I'm 72 years old and I'm uh, and I've had You'd a couple never believe of it, George, you'd never believe. <laughs> well, thank you for that. But I and a couple of lung uh, issues in the, in the past. I so I'm I'm worried obviously about coronavirus, but we've been uh, on this lovely little plot of land that we own, and my two teenage daughters are here, and even though they're champing at the bit to be out on dates and everything, we've kept I'm the sure. reins tight, and we're here. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just watching out for each other and knowing that's the best thing to do. So it's been wonderful from the standpoint of being, of, of growing our family, our, our connection, at the, particularly this time period. You, you don't have teenagers yet, I don't, I recall. No, George, but I was just thinking, I didn't want to cut across you. I was just thinking, I have three young daughters. I need to talk to you. 
Yeah, it's. <laughs> I tell you, it, it can be. It can be a problem as you get into the teenage years. <laughs> yeah, definitely tricky. But the. Uh, but this has been wonderful because uh, whereas normally they they'd be kind of dismissing us and not paying any attention, we're their whole community. So. There's a lot of really good stuff uh, building our relationships, strengthening our relationships. Wonderful. And I've had time, as you know, I've written many books and I'm, I've had time to do more writing. I'm, I'm in the midst of four different books right now in this moment. Very excited about them. Uh, I've been able to do photography and with my, uh, one of my daughters who's very musical, I'm uh, writing protest songs right now. Really I, nice, George. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm very excited about it because, you know, the, that that's one thing that, you know, until this movement, until George Floyd's death, you know, here we were in America and really traumatized. I, I mean, Rory, one thing you, you wouldn't you wouldn't know uh, and people all over the world wouldn't know. There's a there's a was a study came out a few weeks ago about the mood of Americans. Okay. And it's, uh, it, the study's been around, they've been doing it periodically for about 50 years. Mm. And 50 years ago, we were in the middle of the Vietnam War, the Civil Rights Movement, the Women's Movement, and Watergate, uh, Dick Nixon, a very controversial president. And our yes. mood was, was glum then. It was the worst it's ever been until now. Right okay. now, they say that our mood is about, is about twice as bad twice as glum, depressed, frustrated, confused um, in America. And, uh, and, you know, we don't speak to each other because there are two camps and you don't dare talk because the other person is going to be as angry with you as you are with them in some okay. way. Okay. So, so America's um, delight, America's passion for making the world freer, and uh, and greater in some way for spreading the good things that America's brought to the world over the years has been kind of dampened tremendously and we feel it here. And yeah. you mentioned the pandemic. Well, you have the pandemic plus this terrible, is it a depression? Is it just terrible recession? So pandemic, depression, yes. um, a political crisis. Many people feel, and I'm, I'll say I'm one of them, that this is probably the worst and most corrupt uh, administrations we've ever had that threatens our democracy and our democratic freedoms. Mm -hmm. So we have that crisis as well. And then, of course, we all know that there's this incredible crisis on the planet about overheating. And so you have all of those things happening at once. And America used to being a leader in that. And in, in that area. Yeah. In all of those areas and inspiring other leaders. And that's really what, what is best about America is inspiring other movements toward freedom and towards solution and towards entrepreneurial endeavor. And yes. we've all been squelched. So yes. that's the, I mean, the bad news is that it really is awful. The good news is that with the, uh, the death of George Floyd, something came together. Um, we realized that as tough as it was to protest where, you know, your opponent would be at you, that uh, George Floyd and racism had just gone on too long in America. Yeah. And we, we knew it. And so many, many, many of us are facing 
the past and that, that America was founded with racism. And so, and, and we're longing to finish the civil rights movement that we began 50 years ago. And so we're joining together. You know, many of the protesters are white. They're not, it's, this is not all black. This is really America joining together the better, the better hearts in America saying enough, enough enough yeah yeah and let's let's have change happen and my hope rory and and i think it's happening and you've seen part of it from my contribution to it which is the golden civilization movement yes i have yeah but my hope and my sense is that americans are ready to make change and to make to uh to transform the country once again to greater freedom to greater democracy to taking care of the planet to ending racism and all of those things and you can see it in the polls there's a lot of optimism under the surface many of us are more active politically and i'll say this certainly for me and my family we're more active politically than we've ever been in our life yes. uh, for me i go back to vietnam so maybe it's more active than i've ever been since vietnam okay was, yeah <laughs> 50 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. But, and that's true with everybody I know. Everybody's really active and engaged. So I think there's room for hope and, uh, and for inspiration again to rise out of this soil here. And of course, uh, it's wonderful to see our Irish allies uh, speaking out and, and doing things all, all, and people all over the world in, in Europe and the UK. Um, it's tremendously meaningful for us to see what you're doing and see that you're supporting uh, our better agendas, our better yes. motives ourselves. Yeah, it really is, George. And thank you so much for sharing. And I know we had we had a conversation there recently about uh, the impact of, you know, on the back of George Floyd here in Ireland, a very small country, population what five million, but here like an absolute massive impact. And um, uh, you know, uh, a radio station here basically saying no racism, just you know. It's just not acceptable. We're at that stage now where no means, you know, no means no. We want to change things here. There's no, you know, skirting around this kind of issue anymore. It is we're going to make a change. And of course, George, what I'd say is we will always look, and a lot of countries will always look to the US as, as one of the global leaders in this regard. So absolutely, if that change can be made, um, it's, you know, the rest of the world will follow. And again, George, I've been to the States a number of times. It's such a such a fantastic country. And I what I love about what I love about my experience in the in the in the States in the past was that it is the land of opportunity and it really is a, a fantastic environment. And I'd love to see that all those good things come back for the US. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean the, the land of opportunity. It's it's been a land of great optimism, and and to see that deadened over these three years, oh gosh, it's it's really it's uh, it's been hard, very hard for it's been hard for me. It's been hard for everybody I know, but yes. I think I, I think we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. We'll keep our fingers crossed on it, but mostly we're we're yeah. keeping active. We're going for it. We're not holding back. Doesn't matter what the polls say. We're going to go for it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you're and you're going to help make that change with your various movements. Absolutely, great, absolutely. great. and thank you for sharing. Yeah. Can I go on to um, life planning? You bet. So, tell me a little bit of the story on how uh, on how life planning. I know you've uh, 
you have a background as a financial planner and a tax advisor. So going back to those early noughties, how did life planning come about? And my second part to that question is, why did you feel, okay, I really need to bring this to the world as such, life planning? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because the, the world part really surprised me, but delighted me. And uh, uh, it's been really meaningful for me, uh, traveling to various parts of the world, including several trips to, to Ireland, which were, uh, as I've shared with you, just a real thrill for me. Um, but the, uh, um, how it happened, Rory, was I, I was not, intellectually, I, I was a natural at math and finance and all that stuff. I minored in economics at Harvard, um, but my major was English literature. Uh, and I'd actually entered as a math major. I ended up in English literature. I did a bunch of art in between. And what I, when I left Harvard, I thought, what I really want to do, I, believe it or not, I want to write poetry. And I want to, and I, and I want to, um, uh, That's a bit different, the, George, from the, from the financial world, eh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, and I said, and I thought, I want to live a deep life. And to me, that meant my family had been religious, but I was more of a spiritual bent. But still, I wanted to live a deep life. And um, so there was a saying, you probably heard it uh, from, your, from your mom or your other relatives, and maybe you've heard it anyway, but the saying goes, you know, do what you love and the money will follow. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And I've heard that on a number of occasions, yes. Rory, I, I swear, I've never had a single person offer me a dime for one of my poems. They've never offered me a dime for one of my meditations either. Yes. So I, 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 had, to face, I had to face the music, so to speak. I had to go to yeah, work. Yeah, sure you did, yeah. I had to go to work, and as I say, and uh, and so what I was good at, I was good at math, and I was good. I I studied some economics, so I went into financial planning, and yeah. um, but I think because of and, and it was that split, it was that that I knew that I wanted to be an artist of some kind, but that I I had to make a living. So what was wonderful was working with all these people coming through my office. I did tax returns first, and then I did financial work for them. But what I began to see was that. Many of them also had a secret passion. Yeah. Sometimes we call it a secret sorrow that they'd wanted to do something else, and now they were getting locked in, and they were, you know, they had to pay for their their uh, their vehicle, they had to pay for their home, they had to pay for their kids' education, and suddenly their hair was getting gray, and they were losing their their passion and their optimism and their enthusiasm for life. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, boy, that ain't right, and. Uh, and, and that ain't going to happen to me. Moreover, That's part of my message to myself all along was, I'm going to do this work to make a dime. Yeah. But I'm going to keep my passion alive. I'm going to keep Absolutely. writing. I'm going to keep painting. I'm going to keep meditating. I'm going to keep my passion alive. And so I knew something about how to do that myself. Okay. And when I saw all these clients not quite living the life that they really wanted to live, you know, not that, I mean, not many men, very few of them were artists or that kind of thing, but they had something they wanted and they weren't living it. And I thought, I think we can fix that. I think I can help them. Yeah. And that's really how it, it got born was I began to study and, and think through these exercises that end up making people look at how they're living their life and reflecting on how it might be instead and realizing, wow, I think I can go for that. And yeah, so that's, yeah. that's what we designed. That's what I know you've studied with us. 
that's what we designed a system which is almost foolproof because the clients love it because it's reflective about instead of talking about money and stocks and bonds and taxes yeah. and all that you're talking about their lives who do they really want to be if they were completely free what would they be doing if they had a life sentence of a few years left what would yeah, they be doing yeah. and then we go let's make it happen now life is short yeah. and i can help you with the finances and that was my intuition was that we've got enough knowledge about the finances that if someone has a passion you know whether it's to help out in their community to spend more time with their family or to do something in the art world or something with the environment wow let's let, let's not let that die on the vine let, let's bring it alive and tell them we know finance, we know budgets, we know taxes. We'll help you structure it so you can live that life to the fullest. Yeah. I fully agree, George. And I know from, from being in the business myself as a financial advisor for, what, 23 years. And when you can't show that, that meaning, so you're talking about investments and mortgages and things like that, but what I found with, with my studies with, via the Kinder Institute is the change we're making now is just absolutely massive because yeah. we're having that conversation with our clients around life planning. What do you truly want to do? What do you want to achieve? And George, you'll tell me and you'll tell our listeners here today that absolutely a financial plan probably just needs to come in on the back of the life plan. It's the life plan first right. and then money is a means then after that. That's right. So it's, it's completely a it's a complete change of mindset for me as a financial planner, and the conversations that we have with our clients now, as I'm sure a lot of financial planners do in Europe and the US, it's just a different level. It's just a different a different way of life, which is fantastic. It's it's amazing, and the clients love it. And uh, you know what what happened by putting the money hat on first? You know, you got, you got your green eye shades on, and you're looking like an accountant. And you're going, oh, you can never do that. You can never yeah. do that. And yeah. we were and I've been there, George. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and we were we were budget cutters and we were, you know, skeptics. And what we learned was that if people were living their passion, they were much more productive in life. They'd be more productive in the work that they're doing. They'd do a better job yeah. and actually yeah. bring in more money. So it wasn't a question of uh of cutting the uh cutting them down. It was a question yeah. of of feeding off what their longing was uh, yes. for, how they really wanted to live. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, George, I know I want to find out more and more from you, but I'll tell you a quick story in terms of uh, an existing contact of mine, and he's an accountant by profession. So he asked me recently, can I come on this life planning journey? I want to see a bit more, you know, refer possibly a bit more business if he actually thought that the process was worthwhile. So uh, we got to the stage where it's all around obstacles you know, possible challenges. And a typical accountant answer was, oh, the economy, work. And <laughs> we started to work then on, we started to have a conversation for us and very much work on the goals for your life grid. And I just basically said to him, and this man will be older than me, George, so we've got more experience in life than me. But I basically said, listen, all these things that we're working on within your life, both personally, family, financially, these things are all in your control. There's certain things that are not in your control, like the things we spoke about there, George, in the US. Right. We can certainly have an impact on economies, etc. But you just got to focus on your life, 
your plan on what you can control. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, Rory, you spoke earlier about um, taking it across the world. The, the, um, my inclination there was to come to the UK. Uh, it was to come over to your set of islands. Uh, and because uh, I just had a passion for it and I met some people in a global conference here and they invited me and the rest is history. I just uh, started traveling where now we have people in 30 countries who have gone through our uh, life planning programs and uh, thousands of advisors all over the world. And they're doing, they're all finding the same thing, that their clients' lives yeah. are coming alive. Yeah, it's great, George. Fabulous. And absolutely continued success because as I said, I've witnessed the first time myself and it really is, yeah. you know, I've said it there, truly transformed in terms of it's changed my life as a financial planner and just as importantly, it's changed my clients lives every day right on yeah. thanks again for sharing george um we've spoken here about i suppose the link between uh life planning and could you just uh, elaborate a little bit more on what you really see as the true link between life planning and a financial plan as such yeah um uh uh, the, the most important thing is the life plan, because if you're just dealing with numbers, then that's what the client's life is being reduced to in a way. And okay. a, a client, you know, we ask, as you know, we ask a series of questions and one of, and several of them are about death and life and death. And, and uh, what would you regret? What would you miss? Who, who did you not get to be? you suddenly realize that you only had 24 hours left in your life. And, um, and nobody's ever said to me, I didn't do my budget, or I, mm -hmm. I didn't do my taxes, or I wish I'd just reconfigured that portfolio construction. I wish I'd bought that mortgage. You're, you're bang on, George, yeah. Nobody's ever said that. Yeah. And you know, what they do is they talk about their kids, and they talk about their, their friends, and they talk about, Maybe they talk about travel, they talk about the planet, they talk about- Life stuff. Life stuff. And, yeah, yeah. and you realize that of course, that's what the money is meant to serve that. And so the life plan has to come first and it should be something that's inspiring because all of us are meant to live with the vitality that right now Americans aren't. We're, we're all meant to live with the sense of, of uh, you know, uh, joie, de, joie de vivre, I mean, just filled with life and, yes. uh, and, and doing things that we feel are great, are, are meaningful, are fun, are, yeah, yeah. are touching, are important. And whether they, they span the globe like what I'm lucky enough to do, or they're just, you know, in your backyard with, uh, you know, uh, doing something that's wonderful for the vegetation and for the wildlife. I mean, it, this is what we're meant to do. We're meant to be alive and, and uh, making the world a better place. And that's what life planning puts the focus on that. And it says, yes, you can. We'll build the architecture to make sure you can do it. Otherwise, what happens is the client gets burdened. We're thinking, oh, I've got to save more. Oh, I've got to do this, that, or the other. And they're t all their focus is on their money. Yeah. And they lose their kids. Yeah. They, they lose their uh, creativity. Well, I'm sure they, you agree, George. They're focusing on the wrong stuff. Yeah, yeah it's important to get it's important to get the money right, but at the same time, there's more important things like like the lifespan. 
That's right. And, yeah. and that's really why they hire a great life planner who is also a financial advisor is because then they can, uh, you know, outsource all of that money stuff or a lot yeah. of it out to someone who's it's their profession. Um, it's time for us all to be working from our hearts and our passions. And, um, yeah. Great answer, George. And so, so well explained. Thank you. Um, I've been asked this, this, this question before from a few of my contacts and clients. And I'll ask you, George, who would you say life planning is ideally for? Well, it, it's interesting. The, I, I think really it's for everybody. And uh, some people, you, you know, often when I've worked with uh, financial advisors, they've, they have a segment that they work with. And so I'll have people who work only with, uh, you know, the people of, uh, uh, of middle age, let's say. And okay. they'll say, oh, old people, they won't get it. Or they'll say young people won't get it. But then I have another advisor who works with young people. And they go, oh, wow, they love it. And, and same thing with, uh, with people who are working with the seniors. And sometimes I've had people say, gosh, engineers just don't get it. And then I have someone who specializes in engineers. And she'll say, oh, they eat this up. They, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, so it's really, I think it's for everybody. Because everybody has, underneath it all, they have goals. Yeah, they have uh, a depth and a meaning that often doesn't get to be articulated. They long for meaningful conversations. Most of us do, and most of us don't have enough friends and colleagues and professionals that we have those meaningful conversations with. So yeah. we found that I mean, not everybody warms up to it right away, uh, because some people are very Type A and they might look at you, Rory, and say, "You've been in." finance for all these years, well, you know how to straighten out my portfolio and uh, what I should do for my, my retirement stuff. That's all I want you for. Because they don't trust you otherwise, because yeah. they've heard yeah. all these stories. That's, that's a problem in society. That, that's not about who deserves a life plan and who, they need a life plan as much as anybody else, maybe more. Yeah, George, and I think what I'd add to that as well, and again, you're so, uh, you're so clear with your answers and, and your descriptions from all the experience you have, of course, but I would say, like, in my mind, everybody should have a conversation. It might not be for everybody, but everybody deserves the chance to talk about life planning and how it actually might impact their life. Yeah. 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 And we, uh, one of the beauties of the uh, process we do is the first, the first meeting, as you know, is largely the financial advisor being just a great listener. And supportive, empathic, uh, inspired at times by what the client is saying, but not pitching product, not pitching spreadsheets, really just listening. Portfolios, etc. Yeah, Get, yeah exactly. getting away from that, in particular at that stage. Yeah, at that stage, so that the client really sees that we are there for them. That's that's our our primary hope and our primary focus is that they will have an exceptional life and we might contribute in some way to it. That's great, George, thank you. Um, final question, and I'm gonna move on to a golden civilization now. So we're talking about life planning, what financial planners can do for their clients, um, of course, life planning um, for individuals, it's not necessarily just about the financial planner, we're talking about people here, of course, which is, which is essential. Um, another major project, and I know it's very close to your heart, is a golden civilization. Tell me some more about this, George, and how um, people might get involved. 
Yeah, I, I'm very excited about this, Rory. And part of it, 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 it it's not just America, but it's all over the world. Um, we, I, I think, we're in an amazing place. Well, first of all, I should just say that one of the thoughts that had happened to me was that how come all of our, what I call hierarchies of power, all of our corporations, all of our not non-for-profits, not-for-profits, all of our governments, how come all of them, I mean, we've had 250 years. You guys started it over there in the, in the aisles there. You guys started this industrial revolution that just, you know, took off. And I know you struggled with it a lot because you had, a, you know, the UK coming in in one way or another. But yeah. um, you started this amazing thing. It spread all over the world. We've had 250 years of enormous entrepreneurial endeavor. Why is it that after 250 years, we don't find, after all this time to develop that organizational and hierarchical strength, why is it that we don't find at the top of every hierarchy of power, every single one, the best of humanity, our wisdom and our compassion? Why are our great hearts not as evident in these hierarchies of power, obviously, as our great brains? Why is it not systematic? that our integrity is at the top of every hierarchy of power and filters all the way down. And what I realized was that something's gotta be wrong mm -hmm. at the base, at how we've structured these things. So you, you know me, I, I'm, uh, I, I think of myself as a capitalist, as an enormous fan of capitalism, but I'm also looking and I'm going, this ain't right. If all that we're doing is stimulating the, the uh, accumulation of money, primarily at the top, but for all of us, various benefits, and not yes. wisdom about the planet, not wisdom about democracy, not wisdom about our communities, uh, then we need to tweak that. We need to shift it a bit. And the thought was, I bet everybody in the world knows this. And what if we, we have this wonderful system for life planning an individual, where the individual almost automatically gets inspired to live the best life they can be. My thought was, what if we get small groups, community groups all over the world together, and in each of those groups, find out from them what would be the most inspirational civilization to have, and then challenge them to make that civilization happen within a single generation. And if we were to do that all over the world, my hunch was, and it is, that we'd solve that problem, that we'd, we'd figure out how to bring our great hearts united with our great brains at the top of every hierarchy of power and filtering down so that all of us had that greatness of heart and mind inside of ourselves. Uh, and that we would find trustworthy every institution in society rather than be cynical, be skeptical, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that's, so, we're, we're creating these communities of conversation all over the world. And uh, it's, it's, there's a website, a, it's called agoldencivilization.com, uh, agoldencivilization.com. Okay, you can also, you. I, I, I lead Zoom groups and I'm happy to support people who want to figure out how to do one of these. Um, yeah. I'm happy to support anyone. Fantastic, George. And I can see how close and I know how passionate you are about life planning. And then when we get talking about a golden civilization, that's just on another level. And it's absolutely great to see, especially in the world we live in today, it's absolutely fantastic to see 
And I think of my own young daughters who are what, nine, six and three. I think there it's great if we can make the changes in our world today and in the coming years, but it is for that next generation. Yes, yes, it really absolutely. Is. Yeah. It's, it's so important. It's, George, yeah, and it's, it's great work. It's amazing work you're doing in that regard. It really is. Yeah. Thank you, Rory. Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. George, I really want to thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing such positivity and wisdom. And I really, as always, I enjoyed our chat. It's been brilliant. I hope so many of our listeners um, got so much value from your wisdom. Would you like at this stage to tell uh, our listeners how best to connect with you and on how they may purchase any of your books? Yes, all of my books are on Amazon, uh, both Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk. And I'm not sure what the, the dots are for Ireland, but I'm, I'm sure that they're on Amazon. And uh, I've written a book on meditation. That's one of my favorites it's of practices. I've written three books on money that are about life planning, that are inspiring, I think, for people that you'd love. You'd love. And, um, and then this book on a golden civilization and the map of mindfulness, where I'm putting together this notion of mindfulness and creating a golden civilization and how we might do it. So they're all on Amazon. Um, can t- contact us through uh, probably a goldencivilization.com or through the kinderinstitute.com. Uh, those would be the two uh, uh, places that I think I would, I would look at. Great, George. And thank you so much for sharing those details. What I will do is I'll send out a couple of links to everybody out there to remind uh, the details on a goldencivilization.com and the Kinder Institute and the various other contact details. Um, again, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Um, it's been really great. Thanks for sharing so much, George. Wonderful, Rory. Thank you. It's been great to be I'll here. See you soon. And until next time, bye for now, everybody. You've been listening to Life Without Limits with Rory Brazel. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please like and subscribe on the platform that you have listened on. You can find out more about the work that Rory does on his website, www.brazelfinancialplanning.ie. Join us next time on Life Without Limits. Thanks for listening.